Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today is my co-host, Eddie. Eddie, how's it going? Not too bad. I'm older than I was last time. That's right. You had a celebrated a birthday not too long ago. Everybody wish Eddie a happy birthday and a one and a two. We don't, we don't know. We can't do that. We can't afford it. Um, but happy birthday, Eddie. And everybody go to at Drelfear and say happy birthday from, uh, just from, from whoever you are. And joining us... I, I, I promise I will probably not respond to it because I don't check Twitter that often. Well, you can just check Twitter for the next week and, and like all the tweets and everyone will be, everyone will be super happy. Uh, but, you know, uh, one thing we did ask ourselves over the last week is how... How will we possibly cover these summer banners that keep, you know, presenting us with uh, scantily clad characters in in bikinis and and swimming suits? And I thought, you know what? Let's bring another guy on here. That's exactly what we're going to do. And we did it. Phil from Phaeology is here to help sort out the the, the characters from the non... I don't know. He's here to help us out with this. So thank you, Phil, for joining us. Phaeology, Phaeologist... Is that your title? Is that what we call you? Sure, you can call me Phil. That's totally fine. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> just want to thank you guys for having me on the show, and happy birthday, Eddie. Happy past birthday. Uh, I don't use Twitter, so I'll just uh, throw that out there right now. Oh, perfect. No. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Phil joins us from Phaeology. Funny enough, if you've been listening to Summoner's Call since the beginning, you may remember Phil wrote in, uh, asking about starting his own podcast. He had a little bit of a segment on the show. I think he, you maybe did it uh, once or twice and then realized, I don't need these guys. I don't need these hosers. Let's do this. And Phaeology is now a fully-fledged pod- podcast, which we have uh, totally recommended a couple times just because it goes really in-depth, the stat stuff. And Eddie and I are terrible at stats. Wait, there well, are I, stats I in the game? Say... Oh, go ahead. Is it, wait, there are stats in the game? Yes, very much so. <laughs> I, I just wanted to say that, I mean, you guys are the OG podcasters for Heroes, and so, guys, and I just want to thank you guys for the inspiration yeah. and for, uh, yeah, inspiring the Grepstein as well and all those who have been on the show. And, and uh, yeah, thanks for, for what you guys have done. So Yeah, no, well, thank you for, for you know, Acknowledging that and, and certainly coming coming on the show because I I said to I said to Eddie's like we're gonna have Phil on here at some point because we need to we need to we need to get some some new blood in here to talk about heroes and I'm super duper jealous I'm gonna have to borrow your Rolodex because of all the uh, game press folks you've been having on it'd be really great to pick their brain because they like yourself are much smarter when it comes to Fire Emblem Heroes I I can't speak for Eddie but for me I've learned things live on the show that I should have definitely edited out because. <laughs> It certainly makes me look like a noob. Uh, so, hey, I'm learning every week. Um, well, enough small talk. Let's move into the show, show proper, that is, with some game stories. And as always, we'll start with banner updates. We're going to talk about what heroes we may or may not have pulled. But before that, let's run down the banners running. Uh, Summer's Arrival goes to July 25th. Elysian Summer and Norian Summer, returning from last year, goes to the 25th as well. Hector and Matthew's Bound Hero Banner goes to the 12th, and Heroes with Luna goes until the 17th of July. Now, I usually pass it over to Eddie uh, for the banner update. 
But it looks like, in the notes, all of us did the same exact thing, and we just didn't get anything from our free summons, and we kind of walked away. Were we all orbless? Like, uh, Phil, were you not running with any any orb collection, any characters you're looking for this week? I've um, been saving up my orbs uh, the past couple of weeks and months. Uh, I'm really excited for the Choose Your Legends banner to drop, and and uh, so, yeah, I, I really haven't been summoning for a while. So, you know, it is what it is, but can't wait to drop them all soon. Yeah. And what about you, Eddie? Well, you know me. I'm obsessed, especially with getting all the uh, special banners, like the limited time, all the summer units and stuff. So uh, I had all the characters. didn't really need any duplicates from the two banners that came out. So saving up my orbs for the banner that will be dropping tonight. That's right. Yeah, so tonight is in, like, late, late, like, tomorrow, yeah, right? 3 a.m. tomorrow morning. But yeah. Do you stay up for that? Is that what you're doing? I won't be in bed. I am a night owl. I've always been a night owl, and with my work, half the time at work, I'm at work till 2 a.m. Um, I'm on vacation this week, but I still tend to stay up late, so I will probably be awake when it launches. Hmm. And what about you, Phil? Are you going to pull an all-nighter and, and, and try to get yourself a... A Takumi? <laughs> uh, if only. I uh, I usually go to bed pretty early as well, and uh, it drops uh, midnight for me, so I will be sleeping and dreaming about my free summon tomorrow, mm. and I'm fine with that. Yeah. I did not... I forgot to pull on the Hector legendary banner. He looks so similar to the Hector I already have. I was like, I don't need another one of those. But uh, I kind of wish I had, you know, done at least a couple rings because I didn't really get anything from the banner. But I am sitting almost close to 200 orbs, and I still haven't decided which summer units I want. I still haven't really uh, decided. I did listen to the Phaeology episode where they you kind of broke down the, you know, the heroes in the first summer banner, uh, the, the summer's arrival, and it sounded like Tana was sort of the, the go-to unit, right? She was and and is, I guess, and it's really interesting to check out the new units today. I, I you know, we might mention them a little bit today, but and uh, Greps and I will still do a, a full episode later this week on these units. But this banner that's upcoming might be a little bit better than the last one. So, just as a, a heads up, I think it might be worth summoning for. Okay. Well, as Phil was hinting at, we did get the reveal uh, video for the new banner a sketchy summer will be the new banner uh it is um as ryan was suggesting it is going to be marth's game which is mystery of the emblem uh, along with fates uh it wasn't full norian or full hushidan it was one of each because uh, we have takumi prince at play uh continuing the Oh, so love trend from the last banner of one male and three females. Uh, but Takumi is a flying turkey archer. Um, he's the third bow Takumi and our fourth colorless Takumi. So he's fighting with Hector for stubbornness. He insists on using colorless weapons only and primarily bows. Uh, the second, nor uh, second Fates character is Camilla, Tropical Beauty. Blue flying drunk, I mean mage. Uh, she's got uh, essentially they took her art from Fates' is summer uh, DLC, uh, 
Mm. And she is sitting there holding a wine glass, and that wine glass is somehow her spell book or something. It's true. By that or it's very strong liquor. Uh, did, does she so, have fire breath? Maybe that, and then you would know if it's very strong liquor. Maybe. I didn't see it in the video they showed. It's our fourth flying Camilla. I get, get starting to wonder if her legs work at all. And <laughs> she never gets off those mounts. Flying mounts. Uh, and is actually our second character joining Lynn, who has a viable, uh, you, you know, character emblem. So we can have a Lynn emblem, and now we can have a Camilla emblem. Uh, there's technically no colorless to that, um, but you know, I to me a viable character emblem, if not a very good team, is at least one of red, blue, and green. Mm-hmm. So you um, have you have OG Camilla, you have New Year's Camilla. And Easter Camilla, Spring Camilla. Easter Camilla is also a green. So OG Camilla and Easter Camilla were both green, and New Year's Camilla was a red unit. Oh, her. I forget how to pronounce it, but her weird, th- weird wooden bamboo sword thing. Yeah, she and was a this sword one, user. Yep, and this one is a nice blue drink that she's wielding as a tome. And we have our second summer Tiki. Although this one is young Tiki. Uh, she, like Mur, is a flying dragon. Uh, and she stays red. So while this is our fourth Tiki, albeit young and old, we have three reds and one uh, green, or yeah, green there. Um, and the last one is Lynn, who, Summer Rays, who joins. Uh, Frederick from last year and throwing seashells about. Uh, she's, uh, although she is a mounted dagger unit. Is that our first mounted dagger unit? Um, I can't remember for sure. I think it actually might be. I know we have it a is. yeah flying dag- dagger unit, right? Yeah, from the yeah. this year's spring. You're totally right there with um, first cavalry unit that can throw something. Was our yeah, first so. flyer? Yeah, so yeah. See, I was hoping for K- Kaz from um, well, it must have been Fates. Kaz, who who had that uh, upgrade unit where he could he could ride the weird robot thing, and I was kind of hoping oh, that yeah. he would get the the first cavalry dagger. Yeah, but I think he was a little too close to his finally coming out as a unit since mm-hmm. he came out earlier this year. Uh, as the Golden Week's uh, Golden Week Grand Conquest special unit, right? That has since been added to the summoning pool. Um, and the data mining does show that there will be a summer theme Tempest Trial coming up. Uh, however, instead of another summer unit for the reward, it appears that it's a repeat of Masked Marth as the reward for this Tempest Trial. Hmm. Well, that's not very and, fun. Yep, and the tap battle that'll probably be covering uh, July 11th through the through August 10th or so will looks to be summer themed as well. Interesting. So I know uh, Phil, you do a bit of data mining stuff on your podcast. Do you have anything? I mean, we'll get into a bit more in Speculation Corner, but along now that we've mentioned the the data mine for the Tempest Trial and the the what was it tap battle. Anything to add to that? Like, what do, what do we feel about Marth being back? Like, that's a little... Meh. 
Right. <laughs> I, th- I think that's great for, for those who are free to play. Uh, I mean, Masked Marth is a pretty good sword unit as it is. And if you've kept all the versions or the uh, of her, I, I, th- I think you can build up to a plus five or, or so right now. And maybe even a plus six with Masked Marth. I could be wrong, but free to play units that you can get. You know, just out of the box, it's. Uh, I think that's the highest merge ability that you can have in a unit, and so I think it's a pretty good reward for those who are building up a Masked Marth. Yeah. What it could have been cool to have another summer unit out there too, but I don't know. Yeah, and another uh, thing that's nice is that those who just joined some point this year can actually get Masked Marth now. So true. And and they do seem to be catering to new players, as we'll talk a bit about in in the uh, in the new patch that was added. Um, so it's it's definitely noted. Uh, I'm curious as we look at the characters. Um, I mean, we we joke this is going to be probably our third or fourth week in a row where we're you know an all male cast are going to talk about a mostly female uh, <laughs> you know summer summer banner. And I mean, it, it. It. I don't blame Intelligent Systems for you know leaning heavily on the, on the female characters for this for this banner because it's probably what sells. Um, but I, I feel like they're probably a better choice than Takumi. I don't know. Just gonna throw that out there. Well, like last year, all the Norian characters seemed to be lords. I think. Um, well, maybe not. Yeah, it was Leo, Xander, Elise, and Corin. They were all Lord characters, so they seem to be focusing on the Lord characters for the summer um, Fates characters. And Takumi was one of the few Lords. It was Takumi or Ryoma, and since we got Ryoma... And yes, they could have gone with, gone with a whole bunch of other characters in the series, but, you know, Takumi seems... They seem to feel is a favorite there, because... This is our fourth Takumi. Uh, recently, I was looking through the Choose Your Legends too, and Takumi was actually pretty high up there. I think he was like eighth or ninth, and so we're right about it, Ryan. Like they do want to sell, and of course they will use the female characters to do so. Choose mm-hmm. a male character. Takumi is is pretty popular anyway, and so yeah. No, I I mean I'm not I'm not complaining. I, I think I look at the at the heroes and. They kind of uh, they did a good job at selecting kind of one like I think Camilla is a standard like yep you're gonna go with Camilla for a bathing suit one because obvious reasons and then you throw in Lind which is which is a nice you know uh, you know curveball and that like not many people would say yeah let's get Lind in there and um, you know Tiki is also interesting because we got her adult version uh, before and it, it's always weird seeing adult version because it's like. Technically, she's a dragon. Technically, she's thousands of years old. But looking, look, I like. I do, I'm gonna say this. I do like the way that they gave her sort of like a like a uh, like a pool ring. Like she's a small child, you know. I thought that was kind of cute. Yeah, I, I haven't played through the original Shadow Dragon or any of the original games in a while, so I don't know how old Tiki technically is in that series. Um, I know she's a dragon, so that's why she's alive thousands and thousands of years later when Krom and them bump into her. Um, she might be a couple hundred years old, I think. Uh, but, yeah, she's still... They, they've they often put on that dragons, even though they're hundreds of years old, can be very uh, childish still. So they kept with that theme. 
there. And Lynn might have gotten a popularity bump from her appearance in Warriors as one of the DLC characters. It's true. No, for sure. That's certainly possible. I think Lynn is always one of those characters that people want to see kind of rise above, you know, uh, but but not quite get there. Like I think if she was part of a part of a game that got either remade or whatever, she would probably, you know, fare a little better. But I think, you know, um, it, it's it's cool to see. And again, pulling from the DLC from the main Fates game and Awakening game where they had like a summer map just makes sense to kind of pull from that. And the fact that they pretty much lifted Camilla outside of her, you know, like you're saying, having alcohol powers um, is kind well, of a in, neat in game. the. Yeah, in the splash screen you get for Camilla, she is holding an alcoholic or a, you know, glass similar to the one she is in the in here. It's a virgin so. something, you know, it's not. It's a Nintendo game, right? Exactly. <laughs> you can have scantily clad women, but alcohol, pff, no such luck, you know, so... <laughs> Uh, so anything to add on sort of some of the powers? I know on Phaeology you guys kind of dive deep on that, but I'm clueless when it comes to these these new powers being added. Have they done anything interesting here? I think, I mean, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about it on the show too, but highlights from this banner include like, you know, Summer Tiki being a flying red dragon. Uh, we haven't had a red dragon for a while now, and so it's nice to have her back. Weapon, uh, that popsicle-looking dragonstone thing. I, I mean, it's got plus three defense and steady breath in it, and so against dragons, and so it's got a lot going on there. And I think, I think that's really game-changing, actually. And so another dragons there. Um, I really like the weapons too that everyone else got. That basically has desperation on it are inheritable to other units and so it make a big difference if some people you know summon for fodder and they get two of one character or more uh, that's going to be a really big some units that are really fast because they free up the b slot and they can put in something like wrath you know so i think that's pretty interesting um and i guess of note uh we do have some new skills because, you know, I've been recording a future data mine episode with episodes with Greps, you know, where we talk about some of these skills that might be released soon in the game. And we talked about all of these. Just came out with a brazen attack resistance on Lind, odd resistance wave on Takumi and Dragon Valor on Tiki. Kind of fun to see that kind of come to fruition and 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 see them come out. I didn't think um, odd resistance wave was going to come out at all, but. Uh, and uh, yeah I guess they're a welcome addition to the game but what I have to say about the stats and and everything so it's going to be pretty exciting cool well I'm I'm, I'm really glad to hear that and I, I think it's is it just me or is it weird that this banner is happening halfway through the old banner have we ever seen anything like that where they've kind of overlapped special banners I think this is this feels like the first time I think um, they did that with the the previous summer banners, right? Uh, the overlap there was only a couple days. Like the Elysian summer was ending, and the Norian summer was starting, um, and they did a voting gauntlet based around the two of them. 
I think like maybe four or five days if that long overlap there. Uh, I think this is the first time they've been this heavily overlapped or this far of an overlap. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it's, it's interesting to know, and that maybe that's to do with the fact that, well, this isn't the first time they've had month-long banners, but honestly, that might be your biggest hint that's, you know, Choose Your Legend is coming up sooner than we think. Maybe they're making room for it um, by kind of getting the summer banners out of the way. Maybe. Maybe. I totally agree with that, and I think uh, if we do talk about, you know, speculation a little bit later on, that might lead to at least something big happening as far as like new characters being released, a new version or something like that. So, yeah, well, it's, it's exciting times. Uh, as we wrap up game stories, let's uh, do one final pour out for the voting gauntlet where we saw Team Lion. Is it Team Lion or is it Team Leon? Did we ever figure that out? No clue. Still haven't figured that out. But yep, Leon, the. Or as I saw some memes on Reddit, the Lion King, L-Y-O-N King, mm-hmm. uh, showing a, the one I saw was showing a picture with, um, you know, the Rafiki holding Simba up, except it was, you know, photoshopped in Leon or Lion. Uh, one kind of interesting thing that happened this one is that um, in his first round, uh, Legendary Ike was... Uh, I forget who his opponent was at this point, but his opponent did have a pity rate during that final hour, and yet he still managed to win it. Uh, it happened again in the second round, but Lion pull, or Leon pulled it through, and at that point I joined uh, Lion or Leon's team for the final round. Yeah, I did the same thing. Uh, Phil, did you have what was your luck in the voting gauntlet? Uh, with Ike as well, and was surprised actually i i mean you know since i've been listening to you guys talking about the the past voting gauntlets and things like that i the the on the brunt of it where the person that i selected i which i thought was the most popular would and you know with the with the rubber banding and the you know the pity breaker and all that so i i you know i went with ike thinking that would happen again and it didn't pretty cool but um but you know he lost out in the second round uh, uh leon <laughs> i don't know how to say it either leon um was it was pretty cool to see him win you know but i don't know it, about yeah you know, it's like a difference between a, a couple hundred or thousand feathers and so okay and um we do have some events still going on continuing uh, the Rival Domains Week 18 started uh, Saturday, goes on through the 14th. Uh, the Illusory Dungeon Legendary Heroes uh, keeps going till the 11th. Uh, and then, like we said, uh, according to data mining, looks like it should be a summer one to replace it. Uh, the Yay Accessories Quests go until the 20th of July. The Fire Blessings Quests end on the 17th. And the Hector and Matthew Bound Hero Battle will be going on until the 12th cool and as for upcoming events starting before july 16th it's going to be a little quiet as we don't have an updated calendar which we can talk a bit about before we leave here but a sketchy summer banner starts on the 10th and alongside that a new july orb special on the 10th now we've got a couple notes in here from eddie and phil that we do not have an upcoming calendar it ends I'm assuming, but no no events starting um, 
well, do we have no the, event starting, or do we just know this because it's going to start soon? Well, the latest event from the previous calendar shows it starting on the 10th. And that's the July Orb special, the sketchy summer banner, and the login bonus to go with the sketchy summer banner. Right. Um, but nothing after that is listed on the calendar. So I'm hoping for a new one tonight when the new banner pops up. Certainly possible. They've been really good to give us these calendars, even if they haven't really done it. Well, they let's be let's be honest. They haven't done it when we're ready to record. <laughs> so we had a couple episodes where we said like, I don't know, we don't have a calendar. Tune in next week, you know. Um, so we might think this is, uh, you know, Phil, you got to note here that you, you, we might get some interesting tidbits in the next calendar, and you think maybe that's why they're holding it off for a little bit. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I mean, uh, I mean, kind of going back to what we were talking about with, um, you know, teasing for Choose Your Legends or something big. I, I don't know. They, I feel like they usually don't put something big like that on a calendar, uh, or even like a Fade Channel or something like that. It'll be really interesting to see what they do put on a roadmap soon. Um, I was just going through the, the data mine as well on Game Press, and I do know that on the 15th, the Tempest Trials, I don't know if we already mentioned that or not, but... No, that's a um, good one. I, I didn't specify a date, but I did look through and notice that there is a Tempest Trials coming. Yeah. There's a pretty cool picture on, on Game Press that says it's on the 15th, so... Um, looking through everything else, and I think that's we have set in stone. Pretty sure, but some new. Uh, I know we have some like another bound hero battle with Raven and Lucius, and now that one I think said was a um, repeat, and there was another one listed with two other characters that I can't remember. Or maybe Raven and Lucius was the new one, and the other one was the repeat. It says rerun. Either way, but um, we'll get some of those events set in stone, and hopefully we'll uh, have a little teaser of something bigger on the horizon. So, for sure, no, it's a, it's exciting to see. I think that uh, we'll certainly, you know, we know each month they do present us with some some new tantalizing details. So it's it, choose your legend has to come eventually. And speaking of choosing, let's look at this week's selected summoner's focus, which is da 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 Bird Lady, otherwise known as by normal people, Micaiah, Priestess of Dawn. I only call her Bird Lady, that's my thing, evidently, because she has a bird. I'm super original. Uh, Eddie, why don't you run down the lore? Introduce us to Bird Lady. Okay, uh, Micaiah is known as the Silver Haired Maiden. And is uh, the uh, version from Radiant Dawn of a Lord character uh, for the first part of the game. Um, she's also the first main character since Celica to use magic, and the first to use it almost exclusively. Uh, in the game, she is the de facto leader of the Dawn Brigade. Dawn Brigade. I'll learn how to talk one of these days, I promise. And distrusts Ike, uh, blaming him for the plight that her homeland, Dane, is in after the events of uh, Path of Radiance. Nice. I have not played those games, but I wish I had. I know I own them. I, I own the GameCube one, but... Uh, I, I played Path of Radiance. I got to a point where I had needed to use a character that wasn't well leveled up and kept losing him and, you know, eventually stopped 
and never did go back to it, and now I no longer have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, so, uh, and, and, I mean, let's jump into, I mean, this is a great note. Phil has noted here that this is Ash Ketchum's voice actor, or is it voice actress, I guess we should say? A voice, voice actress, I guess, if we're, if we're being specific. But, yeah, I, uh, um, uh, someone mentioned it when she did come out in January or February, when she came out earlier this year, and and when you do use her and, you know, listen carefully you do hear ash's voice there it's kind of creepy but um <laughs> yeah puberty will drop someday for ash but oh, it is wow. not this day yeah not this day <laughs> uh it, it is inter- interesting to note i mean there there's obviously this community of voice actors that that work with the fire emblem franchise and uh this game is usually pretty good at bringing them all back i don't know if uh, this is makaya's original voice actor or they even had voice acting in uh in path of radiance but uh yeah it's really cool to see that little tidbit now personal experience with micaiah i remember when she came out it was it was pre-summoner's call i still called her bird lady um or was it pre yeah now i can't remember anyways i just uh i was kind of smitten by the fact that she was this she's just she was a blue mage but she has this unique identifier to her and that she's not just a blue mage she's got this bird on her shoulder and I thought that was really cool and really unique, and not a lot of other characters had that sort of flair uh, to them. Now now I can add scuba gear to whoever the hell I want, so it doesn't really matter. But um, I don't know. I just I missed out on her in her original banner. I tried to tried to go for it and had no luck. But then I think I got her randomly on, I think it was... It was either a, choose, it was either a legendary banner or it was a, a normal banner. I just happened to get, get her as a, as a pity break, and I was like, oh, well... If I'm gonna get a pretty break, it might as well be a bird lady. So I was I was excited by that. Um, Phil, what's your what's been your experience with Makaya? Do you have any time with her? Yeah, I um. So when the banner did drop, I was really excited. Makaya is, I guess, from the original games, my second favorite female character, and so to to see her come, I I remember that uh, when I was summoning four here, I had like. 150 orbs or so and I, I got down to about 20 or was thinking oh all is lost but I finally got her uh, got her at neutral IVs as well and I thought well okay that's uh, and ended up building her as kind of a mixed phase you know with like death blow in the A, a slot and quick repost in the B slot to like easy you know and so it was kind of cool I I did pull a random Micaiah in another banner. I forget which one, and so I have her at plus one. That IV spread wasn't good enough, so I think I kept the neutral IV. She's still built that way, and she's one of my favorite units to kind of throw in there in Arena Assault to wipe out some of the armored units that we see so often. So, done work, and I'm hoping that we do get a little bird as an accessory soon. Oh, man then that removes the whole uh it's tempting oh man could you imagine if they added pets to the game like just little animals that could perch on your shoulder <laughs> that would be interesting well you have one you have a fade doll or whatever that can perch on your head yeah i don't know how those heroes do it they must like glue them to the top of their scalp or something because that thing does not move uh cool no i'm i'm 
I, I think my I have a plus attack minus resistance. I mean, I I've talked about this on this show. I don't really go for the you know ultimate you know preferred IV, but sometimes like this character, I get really lucky. So I have a I have a preferred IV for for uh, for Micaiah. So that's kind of exciting. Um, but yeah, you're right. Bird I, uh, bird accessory would be really cool. Uh, yeah, for me, um, I did get her pretty pretty quickly in her original banner. I remember. Um, haven't really done much with her other than uh, leveling her up. Um, I don't remember for sure what IVs I had. Uh, like Ryan, I don't really worry or hunt for IVs, but if I get a spare one, I'll compare it with the one I have um, and then decide what to do about the character from then. And I was wondering, Phil, um, you mentioned that you ended up merging her because the IVs weren't great. Do you generally just merge characters or do you look in see what uh, skills they have and decide whether or not you want to give someone else those skills before you merge. Yeah, I think it really depends on the character, of course. I I didn't feel like I wanted to off Micaiah for because I think she comes with like guard and then I, I know that you can get those more easily on other characters or easier on other characters and so I you know I thought I might as well merge I I think when it comes to merging I mean if it you can get pretty easily yeah of course I'm going to merge a Hinata for a Fury or something like that you know and I I usually have to because I try to limit my barrack spacing anyway I don't spend a lot of orbs building that up so about okay you know who do I want to fodder this this person off to or whatnot uh, I have a few five stars in my barracks right now that I'm just kind of sitting on. I have a an extra Ira that I got randomly. She has Swift Sparrow, and I think that would look really good on a certain character. I'm just waiting for the right character to come by to put that on. As well, I have like two of those sitting around with, uh, you know, Slain Edge and things like that. And so, you know, so I, I think I, you know, I'll hold on and I will merge um, other copies. Like if I have... I'm going to keep one saber and I'm going to merge the other one to someone else or, or, you know, merge, merge them together if they don't have anything good to fodder off or off if they do have something that's really exclusive and really good. Uh, and I don't feel bad doing that just because it saves some space in my, my barracks. And so I can summon again, you know, so. Yeah. I was just wondering because yep, in, in the past, I usually just merge them, but like I currently have a, uh, Summer Leo I got that didn't have great IVs or worse IVs than the one I got last year. And I got a Brave Ike also that has better IVs, so I'm going to keep the new one. Uh, but I haven't merged him with the old one because of uh, Steady Breath, I believe, is the big one that he has that everyone loves giving. Yeah. Everyone likes. So. That's that's the, that's the that's a hard decision, too, with, uh, with Brave Ike, you know, and yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I've got him level 40, got all the skills unlocked, or most of the skills unlocked. So if I transfer him to the new guy, he'll have a lot of stuff unlocked early. But Steady Breath is only on him at this point. So, you know, if you really want to give Steady Breath to someone, you got to fodder off a bike. Please. And I, and I, because uh, I, I have a Hector right now. My My first Hector that I got was... It had like minus attack or something, and I I threw on so many uh, skills on him because you know with skill inheritance and things like that, trying to make him a little bit better. 
And I do get another Hector that might have, original Hector that might have better IVs. It's like, do I sacrifice this Hector for, you know, distant counter kills that I spent SP on to some other character that might want them? Or do I merge him, you know? So I, I think it really depends. I, you know, keeping that good IV spread is probably the best and, and for anyone listening out there, I think that's what you do is even if they have really good fodder and you have a second character, if they have the best IVs possible, you might as well just keep that one merging your original one with that character if you're looking for, you know, a better ring unit or or just foddering them off. But Yeah, yeah. that like the that Hector there that you put a lot of work into him, I'd probably merge that one. But with Hector, he's he's a definitely a tough one to uh, straight up merge or merge because that disencounter is a very useful skill for many characters who don't have it built yeah. into their weapon. Mm-hmm. I, I think if you're a a definite whale, whale just you know spending a lot of money to get many, and I I think that's the way to go with him. It it's a definitely a different story with with Brave Ike and with other characters, but um, yeah, yeah, you, you I, I'm a proto whale or baby whale because I, I i spend a lot of money to make sure i get one of each character at least especially on the uh seasonal banners but i i don't spend tons of money to merge 30 copies of or merge or fodder 30 copies of each character right and yeah i i i'm free to play as well and so i i i don't know i i don't they you know these characters, these exclusive characters, to build them up to plus ten, and so if I get an extra one, it's, it's a little bit of an easier decision for me to fodder them off, you know, because I I know I'm not going to get plus ten of a certain character unless I, you know, so yeah. No, I mean my or, plus ten projects are mainly people that I've uh, just happened to collect over the last year and a half. Like I think I have a. A plus 10 May, and I'm working on a plus 10 Erica, and that's only because I just pulled a bunch of blue and red, you know, over the last year. So, uh. And, and it helps working on plus 10 of those characters that come in three or four star versions, you know, because you can feather up the characters to fucking yeah. merge them. I'm not. I don't even have the slightest idea of, of going for a, a, special, a special hero, you know, five star plus 10. Like, that's. I know that's not going to happen because I don't have that kind of... I, it would be... I'm sure it's easy to find out, but it would be really interesting to find out like what people spend to get, like say, a plus 10 you know, legendary Hector. Like That just seems like astronomical that you would, you would put that much money into this game. I love the game, don't get me wrong, but it seems like a lot of money, <laughs> you know? Uh, I, I saw um, shortly after the legendary banner someone doing like a... I think it was like a 1600 orb summon session. Oof. Something like that. And that's like $750, cause, at least American, because 140 orbs is $75. So That's like a mortgage payment. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I that's, don't... that's way more than I'm willing to go. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. Now, I mean, we got a little bit off topic, but but that was an awesome conversation. If we look at the build for Micaiah, at least the preferred build uh, or optimal build on Game Press, and honestly, I gotta say, I use Game Press for all of my builds and stuff, and uh, I think I checked out Micaiah 
probably about a couple months ago, so this build is a little different from what I've been building towards with Micaiah, but uh, she keeps her weapon, Thanny. She keeps her support, Sacrifice. I should mention, this is Commander of Dayan, uh, the player phase offensive, which, I mean, depending on how you play, you might be a player uh, phase offensive, you might be a, an enemy phase defensive, but I think I think the way you build Micaiah is as a burst unit in the player phase, right? That's kind of the goal with this character. Um, and if, if I may interject a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, I was thinking about uh, how you do build her with, you know, Desperation. I was looking at that same build from Game Press. Add a, a Phaeology Flare here, you know, do some calculations. You know, I was wondering, you know, her speed is 28. It's not the highest, but, you know, you do want to use her against armor units because that's what she's effective against. And so, you know, I, I put that build through the simulation, if, if I may, you know, talk about those results. But Yeah, go ahead. So she she got 72% of the wins without desperation against just against armored and cavalry foes. With desperation against those same foes. So, you know, I, I think putting desperation on her is is helpful i think that's probably the biggest gain that you'll get to your win rate speed is pretty low depending on the ivs you get of course i, I think it does help her to take out a, a few more slow green armors like just winter crom you know people like them but uh she still loses out to most green units with distant counters so I think that if I were to comment on this uh, optimal build on Game Press, yeah, I think that using Desperation on Kaya does really help her out in the player phase. But I, I feel like using her or even like Quick Repost, either as the B slot or a Sacred Seal, can give you a little bit more flexibility as far as using her in the enemy phase to tank some you know, ranged units, magical units, you name it. Um, I, I thought that using Desperation would help her out even more in the, in the player phase, but, I mean, 10% is a, is a good amount of, of wins there. So I, I wouldn't be too disappointed if you never see a Desperation and you can't put it on Makai. She, she's still a viable unit either way. So. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, that's good to know. And, and how does... Uh... Like, how does desperation sort of help her? Like, you you have noted here that it'll it'll uh, help her take out a few more slow green armor units, and that's kind of what you want to see in the simulator when you run it through there. Yeah, I mean it. I mean, the, I guess the way desperation would work, uh, very similar to how the weapons of the new sketchy summer banner work as well. If you of HP, uh, I believe it's seventy five percent with the fully upgraded version of desperation attack twice basically and and not have to receive a retaliation from the enemy when they um, you know so so it's basically it turns your weapon whatever it is into a brave weapon and so Micaiah can go ahead and deal out her amazing attack to someone twice without having to worry about them just encountering them or back um, because of her pretty weak defense and so it comes into play but you still have to have the, the the problem with desperation is you have to have 
a, a normal amount of speed. Just like you have to follow the rules, you have to have five more speed than the opponent. And so if your speed isn't that fast, isn't the fastest unit in the game with 28 at neutral, mm-hmm. you know, it's sometimes a, a gamble if you're going to go up against a, a unit that's really fast. And so, you know, me, but... yeah. But that's kind of your recommendation is to kind of, as is the build recommendation, to go with Desperation 3 and even the budget build is Desperation 2. So they seem pretty pretty confident in that ability being added to, to Micaiah's arsenal. So that's, it's, it's really interesting to note and to actually look at the numbers in terms of that 10% difference. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but I think it's it's enough for most people to like, well, if the budget build, even the budget build is suggesting some form of Desperation, probably worth the 10%. Uh, add to, to win rate. So with Game Press, they say to go with Moombo as or spe- as Micaiah's special. Now, is that sort of like a standard edition uh, since Micaiah is a character that doesn't come with a special built in? Is that, uh, like, Moombo seems to pop up a lot, you know? What, what are your thoughts on that, Phil? Moombo is definitely a, a really good go-to for not only Micaiah, but for a lot of units as well. Uh, just due to her really high attack, Reminds me of this episode that Greps did uh, by himself when I was studying for board exams. He did a whole podcast on you know, Moonbow and Glimmer are kind of uh, in the same boat as far as you know they deal a lot of extra damage based on your attacker, you know, something like that, or you know, reducing defense as far as Moonbow is concerned. And so they're they act pretty similarly, but there are some differences if you do want to special you have and which one you know does the most damage for you but like yeah you're you're usually going to go with moonbow for a lot of people that have high attack like micaiah does and she has really high resistance as well mm-hmm. erg is definitely a, an option there as well as glaces if you want to factor it there there are pros and cons to either or but uh, it, it's really based on you know, if you like to play in the player phase or in the enemy phase. Moonbow seems to work out better in the player phase just because of how many turns it takes to activate it and, and whatnot. So, Yeah, I think, you know, looking at my build, I don't know why, but I have Iceberg, which makes no sense because I do have a minus resistance Micaiah. So with a plus attack, I should probably swap that out for a Moonbow. Um, for an A skill, they recommend Deathblow 3. Uh, this is a very expensive optimal build, I found, because a lot of these skills... Desperation 3, I, for me, is pretty easy to get a hold of, but Deathblow 3 and Resistance Ploy 3 being the C skill they recommend, quite expensive. You're sacrificing at least a 5-star hero for both of those, um, unless I'm mistaken. Uh I feel like with uh, Deathblow, I think you can get that on a four-star Klein, if I'm not mistaken. So that can be free-to-play. I might have some uh, Kleins laying around. It's pretty hard to, to get some Kleins, too. It's sometimes hard to pull pull him on colorless, but... And Desperation um, comes from a four-star Shanna. Shanna? I have lots of those. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, yeah I, think, I think you can get that at four-stars. Okay. Well, I'm just uh, looking yeah, at Res Play 3. It's pretty expensive. That's a... Yeah, that's a very limited. Sonya, Gunther, and one other had it, I think, when I looked a minute ago. Good old loot. Loot, yep. Loot, yep. 
So I don't know what the the backups are, but I think some of the backups are just equally expensive. Like Drive Attack Two is also a very you know five star only limited with uh, Delphia. Oh wait, never mind. That's what she comes <laughs> built in with. I was like, that's so expensive, guys. Why you mean? Oh wait, never mind. Built in, perfect. So maybe her optimal build is not as expensive as one might have originally looked at about an hour before we recorded. So not uh, see again learning things every day this may be episode 23 and i may have done over 600 episodes of podcasts across my board but uh learning every day uh as for a seal you're looking at brash assault 3 which you know i i you should be able to craft that one right well um all the seals all the seals except for the most recent ones from the last tempest trial should be craftable uh Every so often, they'll update the Sacred Seal Forge with the ability to craft any seals you missed, it seems. Okay. So. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Any any final thoughts on Micaiah? Any any experience with this build uh, that you've, you've had time to play with uh, before we move on? Uh, Eddie, you first. I haven't really done this build. I still have her, most of her base skills. I did give her Moonbow. Um, there's just something about the speed of which it resets and, uh, you know, the fact that it's just an automatic defense reducing. Um, possibly also because I realized I do I looked and do have a, a plus attack version of her, although it was minus speed, but still. Yeah. Other than that, I have most of her stuff as her base kit, so. Cool. And what about you, Phil? Uh, I have yet to put Desperation on her. I've kept Quick Repost on her just because that's all I had at the time. And um, But exercise of looking at her optimal build, I might throw on an extra Desperation on her just to see how well she does. Because I, I feel like I've gotten away with her as being able to one-shot KO a lot of the armor units that I see in Arena Assault and Arena. I Yeah, I'll... I have to try this out and see how desperation goes for me. Cool. Well, I'm I'm really glad. And yeah, I'm looking forward to updating her build. I know I need to get her some some more SP to, to kind of build her out, but I'm looking forward to getting Bird Lady back into action. Now we haven't actually decided what in two weeks our next hero selection will be. What game? Because we go by game. Now I have two choices here in the notes, and I figured what better way to put our guest co-host on the spot than by making him choose <laughs> so we got to choose between heroes of the storm or heroes of the storm what am i saying fire emblem heroes <laughs> yeah we're gonna just do a summoner's focus on i don't know like uh you know half half horse half dryad lady uh no uh, fire emblem <laughs> heroes or uh, blazing blade so i will leave it to you phil to decide knowing that everyone in the discord which game is oh no Riss would probably does does heroes is Riss from heroes Not, neither of those games have Riss. okay perfect but you know someone will still suggest Riss. heroes is the game we're playing which is seven characters three of them or four of them are given for free uh fjorm in the base three uh two you know two of them are the spring versions of Shrina and alphonse and then gunthra so it's very limited heroes. Cool. So what do you think, Phil? It's a tough decision because I love Blazing Blade. I know 
but I know that that was the first uh, it's uh, the uh, summoner's focus on was from Lynn, right? From Blazing Blade, and so. Uh, yep. Essentially, we've reached the end of our list, and I wasn't a hundred percent sure if we should go ahead and do heroes, uh, since most people have, you know, had the characters from the start of the game, and you know, I think ninety percent of the people probably do not have Alphonse, Sharina, or Anna at five star yet, if at all. You know. You know, you know what? I think that's a. I think that would be an awesome, awesome opportunity to do that. I think, I think, I if I had to choose, I would go with heroes, just because you know we haven't, you you guys haven't done it yet, and. Yep. I feel like that's a mystery so. to some people too. Like how do how do you build up these, these original heroes, Alphonse, Serena, and Anna? You know, so I, I I think that's the way to go. All right. And I think another reason I was unsure about doing heroes is that my mind focuses more on the lore and my mind was going, well, everyone knows the lore of them because they're the characters we've been playing with from the start. So, Yeah. I mean, but, it, you know, going with Fire Emblem Heroes as our next game is a great way to delay me choosing another uh, version of Lin. So I don't I don't blame you guys for going with uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, but a good choice and solid reasons to back those up, even if it is to avoid doing one of the many versions of Lynn. Let's look at uh, Game Club for next week. We're going to continue with part four. I don't know, Phil, if you've had a chance to be playing along with us, but we're going to be, we're playing through Fire Emblem Echoes, Shadows of Valencia, and next week we'll be playing to the end of Act 3. So like me, do your homework, make sure you do it on time, and don't uh, spoil the fact that you didn't finish your homework live on the show because people will... Uh, write in about that anyways uh let's move well, forward we have another week till the homework's done and that's true because we are actually not recording until next monday uh next week we have a couple extra days from originally yes so. i am on vacation and i will certainly be opening up the 3ds popping out ultra moon or ultra sun and playing some more shadows of valencia have you ever finished that one phil you kind of following along in the past as you finished it or what are your thoughts on on that game I haven't have even started it actually oh. I, I don't own it so <laughs> the only the only uh, original games that I've played were the old ones back in back in the day with uh, Fire Emblem 7 and Sacred Stones Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn I you know okay. seen comments did, here did and there did you play Shadow Dragon or no oh I did I, I didn't finish it though uh, I forgot about that one because I didn't finish it no, no problem it was you know, it was not well received because they did not really do that much to update it. They just kind of ported it more than anything in that one. Yeah, exactly. So, so. but um, yeah, so I, I have not had a chance to to play it, but I am enjoying the show so far with you guys. Uh, I'm learning a lot about the story, so I'm glad that you're playing along with us. And uh, yeah, no, I'm. It's been a lot of fun to go through it. Now, let's get to, I mean, 15 minutes in, we're going to get to the meat of the show. Probably not a large piece of meat, because it is a small patch. Patch 2.7 came out, well, last night, and we all had some, some limited time to go through it. Not a lot to talk about, but I will let Eddie start with the new edition of Tactics Drills. So, yep, the Tactic Drills are a uh, group of special maps. They have added, been added to the story section of the uh, battle page. Um, they're sitting there between the uh, chain challenges and squad assaults and the 
story chapters and paralogues right in the center there. Um, there are three levels of uh, uh, tactics drills. Uh, there's the basics, which are teaching the basic rules of the game, how it's played. Uh, so when you're brand new, it's something that'll tell you, show you how to, how things work inside the game. Uh, I went through those. Um, they're pretty simple. Uh, there's a couple near the end that are a little more complicated. So you have to actually think about um, how you move your characters a bit more. Uh, there's a couple that if you move the character wrong, they will get defeated. Um, uh, then there's the skill studies, uh, which are slightly more challenging maps. Uh, they focus on various skills and how to use them effectively. And then finally, the Grandmaster Tactics Drills. Uh, they're maps meant to test advanced players. Uh, you do have to complete uh, Chapter 1, or sorry, Book 1, Chapter 13 to unlock those. Um, these uh, Tactics Drills are unique in that they have a preset group of characters. Um, you're given a certain number of characters in a certain number of phases. Uh, phases are like in the traditional games, like. Um, echoes and all that where it'll say uh, player phase enemy phase so each uh, player's turn each player phase enemy phase counts as one phase so if you have five phases you essentially have uh, three enemy three player phases and two enemy phases to complete the map hmm. um, and uh, there will be new ones released every Thursday uh, either into the skill study chapter section or the grandmaster section okay that's a really good point to make because um i love that they've added this not just as a mechanic for teaching you know different game sets and different game mechanics because i feel like this game has been getting more and more complex since launch and they are looking at new users jumping in every day so having this as sort of a explaining skills and movement and all that is a really good addition but those grandmaster levels which are Fairly difficult. Haven't been able to finish one yet, although I, I, I just jumped in earlier today. Remind me a lot of the puzzles that were present in like Hitman Go and Tomb Raider Go. And I think this is the first time that they've taken the rule sets of characters. I know they've done it a bit with, um, you know, uh, some of the some of the special maps where you, you, you know, it's all based on stats, but it's more complex because there are many units on screen. Sometimes there are reinforcements and you kind of have to cheese it a little bit. This is interesting because there's like, it's a puzzle, there's one solution, and you have to think to get it. And the fact that they're going to be adding more every Thursday is just music to my ears. I love this stuff, this stuff where it's like, it's a puzzle, and you have to kind of look at what what's there. And they give a hint too, which is really cool, and kind of pushes you in the right direction, even in Grandmaster. So I'm, I'm really, really jazzed by, by this edition, and it's a, it's a neat edition that isn't just like tap battle or another battle mode. It's it's an actual puzzle mode, and I, I'm surprised it took them this long. Yeah, I I agree. I I think that um, it's been a, a welcome addition to the game. I both for you know just to learn about the skills and everything, because I definitely did not know about some of these skills uh, until after you know like a year playing the game on my own test them on my own and so i feel like new newer players definitely have an advantage now they they get to be taught how these skills actually work especially they included the widely used skills rather than you know like push or obstruct or things like that you know so 
I do love the little puzzles that they add as well. Um, you mentioned some of those games. I've never played them, but I, I used to play uh, NBA Live <laughs> on the phone, and we're kind of like a, a little puzzle as well, playing basketball. But, uh, but I feel like that's kind of what phone games usually do. They they're really set up to make little puzzles like this, and and so I've I've had a lot of fun with it. The, hmm. the rewards that you get from this too. I just I did some quick calculations, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, so far we, if you add up the orbs that you get from the basics thing and the the skills and the grandmaster sections, you do get seven orbs in total. A lot, but uh, you do get a lot of feathers. You know, three hundred feathers per uh, tutorial. That's and did a little calculation got up to you get up to 12,000 feathers if you just start up uh, from scratch and they have to offer it so that's that's not bad at all for a this new mode so I'm excited to finish those up yeah it's not not bad at all and I looked through it and it does seem that every sixth drill in each category is when you get a or so on 6 12 18 you get an orb, and every other one will be three. Seems to be three hundred feathers. So, as they keep adding more, it should continue that uh, thing. So you get even more feathers, and eventually more orbs. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, um, I I do like how they are adding these weekly things. It, it's it's really nice on the weekends to have, and the mm-hmm. uh, the garden mode. I forgot what it was called. Blessed Gardens. Yeah. Content there. Uh, it's just really nice to have that that constant income of of resources coming to the game. So. Yeah, they seem to be. They're getting to the point where they're going to have a new map added one day a week. So we're now up to Thursdays, Saturdays, and Sundays. So that's a pretty good spread in my mind. And and you know if they continue on that path, it'll be really, really interesting. Uh, as for other stuff that they added, I'll quickly go over this one and I'll pass it over to you, Phil, for weapons because you got some good notes here. Quest progression yeah. now combined on a single pop-up per type of update. Uh, one for completed quests and one for progress on uncompleted ones. I, for one, have done a majority of the you did this, you did that, you did this, you did that for July. So I'm looking forward to August to actually see this in practice because, um, yeah, Start of the month, it's just a lot of hit no Ks. So it'll be really cool. I only have to hit it twice. So that's exciting. They also added new weapons for Titania, Katarina, and Nephany, as well as refinements for them. Eldigan can change Mistelan Lane to Dark Mistelan Lane. Mistel. Misteltane. Misteltane. Mis- I've always started to pronounce Misteltane. Mistletane. Okay, perfect. And Phil, you got some notes here. What do these uh, What do these weapons do for us? Sure. Um, just some quick thoughts on them, I guess. Uh, starting with Nephany's weapon, I think it's great. I think it's really nice to have a, another armor check uh, in your barracks, and she does attack and defense as well as and speed. So she's really built to uh, take on some of the more tankier units, and so I'm really excited for for her weapon and I I'll, I'll probably put out a survey on Reddit on her weapon upgrade to see how well received it is on the, in the community but I think she wins out with this weapon upgrade yep Katarina's weapon she gets that double speed resistance ploy uh, it's really good for herself I feel like she can 
her own advantage as well as her teammates. And, you know, I was looking at her stats. She has, you know, low 30s as far as speed and resistance are concerned. And so that kind of just boosts her up into a, a acceptable stat line for both of those. I was just thinking, you know, if you do happen to have Katarina, she really helps you, uh, you know, your other mage teammates out, but she also helps out your dragons because that distance, or I think it's minus five that she uh, afflicts, uh, that's going to really help out any dragons that you might have on the same team. And so, go Katarina ahead, rub me. it in that I still don't have Katarina. <laughs> I'm gonna keep. I don't have her either. So I don't have her either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we uh, but like you mentioned eddie you know we might have that or actually i think you mentioned it in your notes but we'll probably have a new power banner uh yeah, soon they, they've so. been pretty consistent when they add new um weapons and weapon upgrades for characters to release them in a new power banner so that's uh kind of what i'm expecting on the 17th when the luna banner leaves So yeah, I'll probably be pulling for Katarina on that one. So yeah, I, I think she becomes pretty viable. I don't know how well she'll compare against other uh, red tome users in the game right now, but you know she probably will stay in the same tier spot where where she is now. But um, with Titania's upgrade, you know we we know that it's there wasn't really anything changed with her weapon as far as text is concerned she still has her effect with triangle adept yeah i remember looking at it and it seemed to just be plus four attack to her and that's all the change for her weapon and, and, and same weapon. thing with with katarina too like nothing really changed with the text as far as the owl tome i i think all of them you know uh got an additional might to their to their weapon so they're stronger but but yeah, it was kind of weird to see Titania and like not have this uh, cool, different effect like we were expecting her to have. And so I know a lot of people were. It's really cool that if you do use the do with, uh, do the do, uh, with Titania, she does get the chance to be a triple tactic user. And if you slap on, tactic seal, as well as a attack tactic from Legault at four star. Upgrade her weapon to give you a resistance tactic. She can run all three of those, and not whether you use her in a cavalry team or not. I mean, if you have built up Titania or not, uh, I, I guess it sets her apart as far as being a supportable character now. But um, I, I know a lot of people were disappointed, and. I'm I'm kind of disappointed as well. So I was really hoping that Draconic Poleaxe would, would mean something a little bit cooler, but mm -hmm. I don't know. Draconic Poleaxe does seem pretty rad. Yeah, you know, but mm. unfortunately that's not the case. Uh, and I guess just to finish off my thoughts too with, with Eldigan, he got Dark Missile Tain, but I think if if you do really care about Eldigan, then yeah, you go ahead and do it because Dark Mistletain is a great weapon, but Ares, his son, and if you're like using the, the typical build, you know, using Bonfire on him and you want to constantly activate Bonfire with Dark Mistletain, Eldigan only has one more point of defense, and so you're not getting that much of a 
an added benefit using Bonfire compared to Ares. As four more attack than Eldigan anyway, and so he's putting out a lot more damage both with his his uh, addition to Bonfire, and so it's a lot cheaper, it's a lot better. Invest in Ares anyway, and you could, since he is available at four star, you can build him up to plus ten if you wanted to, a lot easier than Eldigan. Might not be worth the 150 due to sidegrade Eldigan's Dark Mistletane, unless, like like I said, you use him already if you have lots of copies of him for some reason, but... Yeah, um... Yeah, if you got the spare due, it might, you know, you can, and you like using Eldigan, it probably is worth it. It's not a weird one like, um, Classic Hector. Uh, I believe he got the Berserk Armads upgrade at some point option, and... Like it gets rid of what makes Armads worth keep worth having, which was kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, with with the um, regular Ephraim as well with the uh, Flame Siegman when he got that as well. It's like, yeah, it, it doesn't really fit his playstyle, and so I guess it's cool that he has that option. But is it really worth? Or I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. It's like the the special special text on this is different and I kind of like the old special text so I will not be spending the orbs on that but this one it is a straight upgrade so if you have the spare due it's like and you're using them why not mm-hmm. yep. you know Way cool Cool. Well, uh, wrapping up patch 2.7, we got a restart option added to zero stamina maps which is a uh, godsend I just started using it on our uh, the new uh, drill tactics and that it works quite well. Uh, review past conversations in event recap. So if you happen to miss the, you know, spring conversation, you can hop right back in there and, and or not spring, uh, probably Tempest Trials and Voting Gauntlet, right? It, it's currently only Tempest Trials inside the event recap section. Okay, good to know. Um, so. Battle music control added to settings menu. Uh, map selection screen should now jump to newly added maps, so that's uh, that's a neat addition. Just kind of constantly adding quality of life type stuff, so that's always good to see. That's patch 2.7, and that is out right now. So that's our uh, our July update. Let's head into speculation corner as we wrap up the episode. I wanted to give this one to Phil since he is uh, our guest today and uh basically talking about what's the future hold you know we don't have a calendar so let's let's go wild let's 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 go around the table and see what people want to want to see coming up you know we have the choose your legend sort of still mia so when do we see that happening yeah so uh yeah thank you for uh let me talk about that so i uh it's it's really tough not having a a roadmap right now but to what we do know with Tempest Trials coming out and um, and some, you know, Bound Hero Battles and things like that, I'm sure we'll we'll get to have a couple of new banners in addition to the new power banner that should come out soon as well. And, you know, certain specials or something like that. Um, that we will see some sort of Xenologue uh, in late July. I think that We'll definitely hold out on the Choose Your Legends until maybe maybe they will announce it for late July. But I, I'm thinking August is when they'll start to uh, wrap that or uh, introduce that. If they, I, I really feel like they'll do a Fey channel for that as well. 
I think to because uh, it has been some while since we've had a fate a fate channel. It's been a. Uh, I think it was the anniversary update in February. Uh, the golden week. There golden. was the golden week they did a fate channel for. Ah, okay. Right, and so it's been some while, and we are coming up. August would be the year and a half mark, and so um, that I think that definitely warrants a fate channel there at least. And yeah, I, and few... like I I think they like the idea of at the half half birthday or the six month time frame is when they do release the cyl uh characters they you know let you choose them in january or in february on the anniversary and release them on the half birthday seems how they like doing how how they've done it in the past at least so that kind of makes sense there so i i think the only question is like do they release version three at the same time because i know that they they didn't do that until a couple months later uh when they came out with book two yeah um i think their current plans like with book one was um is you know when they do the new book is when they release the new version and i don't see book two being over yet you know because i don't see surter staying around for book three no, they'll probably do a new story, I'd think. So we have to get some story to get rid of Surtur, I feel. It, it, it's weird because I, for some, re- for some reason, I thought that they were done with book two. I think they said somewhere that, you know, stay tuned for book three, you know, soon. And so that that's kind of why I threw out the Xenolog idea. Like, maybe they come out with some new heroes just out of nowhere from... And um, maybe they are bringing a uh, book... Or Surtur into book three, but I mean, because yeah, you are right. Like the, I believe them hinting something about it in the book two, chapter ten was labeled King's demise, but you know he didn't die. He hmm. came back with his bright of flame. Yeah. So exactly. So, so th- that's what I think. I think. I mean, I think they'll do another new heroes in two weeks, like they usually do. Won't be the choose your legends. I think. But maybe in four weeks from now, a month from now, that's when they'll... Maybe they'll do a Hero Fest as well for the year and a half mark. That's always a possibility. And who knows, they might throw out um, version 3. I'm I'm really hoping and expecting for Beast units to come out as well. I think that's one of the big things that they would plan on, on releasing. You know, a whole new class of units there, so... So how how would you like to see beast units done? Uh, I don't know if uh, what I would want is different than what I would expect them to be like, but I kind of expect them to follow kind of the same pattern as dragons do, except you know they don't dragon stones where they affect resistance, but they would be melee units. Uh, mm-hmm. They would probably be red, green, and blue, and maybe colorless as well. I mean, I'm thinking about how they did them in Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn, where, like, it takes some, you know, they're in their human form for a little bit, and they take some turns to turn into a beast unit. I don't know if they would try to make them different in this game by doing the same mechanic, where, like, on human form and odd turns, they turn into a beast and get stronger or something like that. That would be interesting, but I'd be surprised if they did that, you know, but... Yeah, I, I I think they would treat them just like um, dragons, I guess. And... Yeah, um, 
in Awakening and Fates, they were always, you know, they were like your dragons are, where, at least in Heroes, where when they attack is when they transform. You know, so I, I fully expect that. Um, you know, part of me was wondering if there was going to be, if you were thinking maybe they'll do some kind of secondary triangle type thing where beasts are strong against dragons who are strong against beasts or something like that as well yeah maybe you know like yeah strong against humans who are strong stronger against beasts or something like that that would be very interesting to see um definitely yeah. throw a, a wrench into to things how we used to play it you know so that would be really cool no that's a really good point yeah so uh i mean we could probably talk about this all night, but it would be... I mean, we'll get a calendar eventually. Will it reveal, you know, more about when the Choose Your Legend will happen, whether we're getting a new book uh, or just a new a new story chapter? We'll have to see. But I think that book three will be, will be heavily sort of prophesized just by the story continuing in the books. And I think, you know, I think you're right, Eddie, in the fact that, uh, you know, the king is still very much alive could mean either we we get his conclusion in book two or this is the dark middle chapter and book three is the story of of his actual demise i personally do not feel there's enough sir enough of surter to last a whole nother book you know there's i don't think there's enough to surter in the story they've been telling with surter to last a whole nother book you know yeah you might start running into a walking dead scenario where you got the bad guy overstaying his welcome just a little bit but you never know they've, yeah. they've done it, weirder things to comment on that you know I, I could see uh loki being becoming more of a the main antagonist you know over surter oh yeah um you know? I, I easily see loki sticking around maybe even somehow levitain in um leg yarn uh or lejarn or whatever um staying around but i mean because loki um they've hinted is not serving Surtur. She's working with Surtur because his ends uh, line with hers, but she is not she is not of Surtur's kingdom, not you know subordinate, or she's subordinate to him but she's has a different another master it seems. So I fully see Loki being a linking step to yet another villain after we defeat Surtur. Hmm. I thought it's exactly cool well that's really interesting i it'll be interesting to see where things go but loki seems to be the the character that's been around the longest she was definitely in uh, book one and and she's here in book two in the flesh we assume we don't know if this is another disguise but um yeah let's uh let's ho head over to the outrealm gate where once again eddie has you know picked through the web updates and uh the the non-news stories to give us more fire emblem Three Houses tidbits. What do you got for us this week, Eddie? It's still stuff uh, based off of stuff that came out around E3, but um, a Japanese website did reveal the full name of the three key characters, mm -hmm. uh, not counting the uh, one that seems to be the Avatar character. Um, and those are Edelgard von Hresvelger. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that. That's another good old-fashioned Fire Emblem name. It looks uh, like they just fell on the keyboard. I'm sorry. Yep. Herzenberger. <laughs> there is a there's yeah, a missing vowel at the end there. What's going and on? That's that's a silver hard silver haired or white haired female you see most of the 
uh, story through chatting with her, um, wearing uh, red primarily. Mm-hmm. Dimitri Alexander Bladad, or Blade, might be some kind of weird pronunciation of that last name, um, who is, I believe he was the one wearing red, uh, who is in Cloud Von Regan. Um, each of their last names does match up with uh, in on the map in each of the three main areas. Uh, Fergus, um, I forget the other two names, but uh, I could try and look back, but it was like Fergus and a couple other names mm-hmm. that uh, were on the map. Um, uh, yeah, Adrastia and... Um, Leicester, Fergus, Leicester, and Adrassi. Each of them seems to have uh, their their last names match up with a city in each of those countries. So we're assuming they're lords so, of some kind, right? Like that. Yeah, we're assuming they're lords, uh, and their colors match the coats of arms that were on the main map as well. Neat. Uh, so we assume they're lords from each of those three main countries. Yeah. Well, I I hope that we get some more solid details soon enough because a I would love to know more about the game, and b I would love to see. Uh, three houses pop up in Fire Emblem Heroes, which I'm sure we all would agree with. So, yeah, cool. Well, uh, let's wrap up here and thank you to Phil from Phaeology for stopping by. Uh, where can summoners find you on the internet? Like, uh, where can they check out Phaeology and all that fun stuff? And check out the the show on Anchor uh, is a podcasting website, but you can check it out on Apple as well. Stitcher, you name it, you can search Phaeology and you should find it. Uh, but if you have any questions for me personally, shoot the breeze on Phaeology, or if you have any ideas for my show as well, personally at Phaeology, which is spelled F E H O L O G Y, at gmail.com. And I'd be more than happy to talk to you, but it's been a pleasure. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. You guys are rock stars. And. Uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a blast. Perfect. Well, you know, we really appreciate you coming on here, and and it's been you're right, it has been a blast. We had a great time, and as always, I will give Eddie the final words before I do the wrap up here. Promise me that we'll both live through this. I think we did. We did. Uh, visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash Faye. Email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. Like Phil said, if you want to get in touch with him for all things Faeology, you can email Faeology at gmail.com. Check out the Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers In Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. That's where you'll find all three of us. We all pop in there from time to time and discuss uh, Fire Emblem Heroes one of us may even ban people from time to time, depending on uh, where the link has been posted on Reddit. So that's always fun. You can find... I, I, I joke. It's it, We have a very clean and orderly Discord, and everyone's super positive. So definitely check us out there and have a conversation. You can follow us on Twitter. Well, you can't follow Phil on Twitter. He's not on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, at rmurphy. You can follow Eddie, at Dralfier. Wish him a happy belated birthday. And don't forget to follow at the Gamers in for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning.